It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign on to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, it's been a big couple days for former Sabres, wouldn't you say? It has. Uh, So we didn't talk about the fallout fiasco much, but you've undoubtedly heard it by now that the Rangers fired their entire front office and coaching staff. (laughs) And folks, James Dolan is now officially an NHL owner. (laughs) he's officially the rangers owner he didn't even know he owned the team for the past decade or whatever it's been he's just been like cutting checks and letting them do whatever and have you know moderate success folks now that he has a good team in the other sport basketball he wants to make sure that he can only have one good team at the same time and he's back who knows maybe this will work out but the big the big news that you've heard by now probably is that chris drury is now in charge over there and today it came out that he brought on his old pal, Mike Greer, to be an advisor. Former line mate. That's right. Tough guy, Mike Greer. I had no idea what Mike Greer's been up to since like 2010. But hey, that's a guy I would want around my franchise. He oh, yeah. Good head in his shoulders. A lot of times those kind of third line uh, smart and tough players end up being better coaches than former star players. So I don't, I don't really know what his role is, but that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, good for him. We'll see how it goes, I guess. I don't know. You know, I mean, the Rangers have a huge off season ahead of them, so we'll see how they actually do once it comes time for them to start making some deals. Yeah. I, I am really interested in this idea. Uh, I think the playoffs thankfully are going to overshadow this, but basically that Tom Wilson might've <laughs> his biggest impact yet made James Dolan pay attention to his NHL team because Dolan was always my like, well, he owns a team that's successful. There's no reason that Pagulas couldn't if they just backed off. Um, because like I said, he barely paid attention, it seemed like, or cared. But he hired the right people and got out of the way, which mm-hmm. is what he's been trying to do with the Knicks for the past few years. And it seemed like it finally worked. However, this this whole situation that went down, the league, you know, screwing up, everything we've been talking about might have made him be like, you know what? Screw this. I don't need these other idiots. I know what I'm doing and I can do this and I'm going to hire whoever I want. And that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. I really hope that happens. I hope for the best Rangers fans. That means I'm going to make a big splash. I will take Adam Fox and 
Keandre Miller and I guess Capo Caco and see what we can do with him in the trade for Rasmus Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a fair deal. Yeah, gotta have those big strong guys. Look at look at James. You have a four seed in the NBA right now. How tall are most of the guys in your team? How tall is Julius Randle? You mm-hmm. need tall guys to win in sports. So I would say Rasmus Ristolainen has the closest build to Julius Randle than any player on the Rangers right now. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a big, beefy boy. Who doesn't uh, want that? Another former Sabre was in the news today. Mr. Derek Roy. That's retired right. Retired from professional hockey. I had no idea he was still playing. Oh, yeah, man. He was he was crushing it out uh, overseas, playing in Europe. Until recently, there were a lot of former Sabres from the uh, the good old days still playing because Fennigunov is still playing till last year in the K, mm-hmm. which is awesome. He's still doing pretty well. Yeah, Roy, uh, good for him. Good for him. He was... There was a really short period where he was really, really, really good. Unfortunately, I don't know if it was just injuries or his uh, heavy air quotes here, lifestyle, or maybe who knows what that shortened his career. But it seemed like he should have had a, you know, a longer run than he did. So, but he was a really good, I think at his peak, he was a really, really good second, third line center. And towards the end of his tenure with the Sabres, they were playing him as a first line center and he put up some good numbers. Like he definitely did produce with the Sabres. Don't get me wrong in the post uh, Breer jury days, but I think his, his max for where you could have kind of maximized his value and, and, you know, what he brought to the table, he fit in best as like that second, third line center type. And I agree, all, yeah. but he, uh, in 07, 08, our, our friend Walter put up a chart today. He had some of the best, well, first advanced stats in the league. Second, he had 80 points. Mm-hmm. Oh that's yeah, awesome. that's what I mean. He put up numbers. Yeah, that that 0708 team is fascinating because that team is still good, especially the first three quarters or two thirds of the season when Campbell was still there because mm-hmm. he's still the number one defenseman. Like they could score their fourth in scoring. You know, we've went said a million times it just wasn't Miller's year, and apparently right. they lost a lot in the shootout. I've never liked the shootout, and I think that season's a big reason why that team should have realistically been like a four or five seed in the East. I would Even definitely if, agree. Yeah, I mean, like if they had kept Rier, like it's a different story a little bit, but you know, then again, like Pittsburgh made the cup that year and they were just going to be better than us eventually. Uh, but yeah, that's unfortunate. Like that little, that little lost era there, like Oh seven to 12, it could have just been a little bit better before we got to all this despair. Agreed. But it wasn't another thing that's, I think it might've also been our friend Walter at Sabres metrics put out today. It could have been someone else though. Uh, that Yuri Novotny is the last guy from the Oh six Oh seven Sabres playing professional hockey. Now that Miller and Roy are retired. Wow. Where's he going? Where's he at? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Good for him. <laughs> the British league. <laughs> He's playing in Mongolia. the Italian hockey association. I could, I could look this up, but I don't know. He was a bad NHLer like 15 years ago. Where the hell could he be playing? <laughs> Let's see. Where are you? Yuri? He was a high draft pick though. So he's obviously had some talent. Yuri Novotny. Oh, he was playing in the Czech. So that's not bad. Oh yeah. That's pretty solid. Good for him. 30, 37. He's still playing. Let's see. His hockey DB should have his stats, right? Let's see. I would think. Oh boy. Okay. So no, he's this year. He's playing in Swiss a, sorry. He is Czech. Mm. he's playing in Swiss a and he has 15 points in 46 games. Look so at he's the... one third of a point a game player in the Swiss league. Wow. Love that for him. Good for him. 37 still kicking it. Yeah. Good for him. I, I, you know, I'd like him to keep doing this. So that not every saber from the last time they uh, won a playoff series is retired. I'd hope mm. so. I hope not, but you know, so the playoffs are going on without us again. 
And it's been a pretty hectic first few days. And it's something I've been harping on is starting to come to fruition here. And I think people are starting to realize how weird and stupid this is. The North Division has not started the playoffs yet. They start tonight. By the time you listen to this, they will have started. Mm-hmm. But folks, that's weird because tonight is going to be two game threes and a game one. And as we're speaking right now, there was a regular season game going on. Well, Taylor, you, Taylor, you got to keep in mind, though, that like, you know, JV games usually start after the varsity games do. So it only makes sense that the North Division starting a little bit late. Ooh. Wow, that's true. I mean, thank you. Big Friday night lights game. Varsity goes out there and then JV goes out and has their game on Saturday morning. I see your point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's it's very it's very strange that there's regular season games going on. And I don't know why they just didn't start the North Division anyway and just say, you know, Oilers, Calgary, who gives a shit? I think it's I think they're literally not starting them, partially because the Oilers had to play late, but whatever. The other thing is that they want people to watch these games on TV. They want people to watch the Canucks and flames on TV. Is that, is that the point here? Is that what they want? Like, like that's going to get Who is doing that. Even people in Vancouver, why would you that's put yourself sicko behavior? That? Vancouver is about to finish. If they lose tonight, finish last in that division, which is a huge disappointment. Considering Crazy. How bad it is. And they're the only team that won a playoff series last year in that division. But anyway, so it's going to be very strange. It, it's super, super weird and dumb, but this could lead to, down the line, if you if you think in the future enough, if, if these kind of things, uh, the dominoes line up correctly, let's say they have a long like a long enough series, like just regular life. Let's say both the series go six games, Toronto and Montreal and Edmonton and Winnipeg both go six games. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. And then the other series are just over days before. And then they have to, so those other series in these other divisions are just going to start and then they're going to be behind still. And let's say we get that Toronto Oilers series that a lot of people seem to want. Then what? Then what if that goes seven? And then what the other conferences are just, you know, get a nice little tap in their watch, like hurry up. Little rest break in there. It's crazy. Cause then we don't still don't know what's going to happen with the conference finals. Mm -hmm. Like, where are they going to play? Where's Toronto going to play? I don't know. If they put there and I shouldn't say, I'm sorry. I said Toronto. That's just my assumption. Where's Edmonton and or Winnipeg and or Montreal going to play? play? Uh, it's gonna. It's super strange, and they're gonna have to figure all that out. And also, maybe be like six games, six days behind everyone else. Very weird and dumb. But I will say, I've been impressed with the playoffs so far. Lots of close games, lots of overtime, lots of fun. Yeah, and and I, you know, I'm planning on staying up late tonight to watch some of these games. And I'm, I really like the West Division mm-hmm. uh, so far. I don't think St. Louis is good, but I like them as the idea of they're good enough, they're tough, and they're hopefully just won't roll over for Colorado. Good enough to cause some problems. We'll make Colorado earn it. It's not like they're Arizona or something. Right. And meanwhile, on the other side, Minnesota's good, and Vegas is awesome, but it seems like Minnesota's kind of giving it to them, and Flurry's just been too good. Another weird thing. If Flurry keeps this up, we'll talk about him next week, I think. But for now, you know, shorter episodes now since the season's over and we're still going to go twice a week so instead of doing one long episode a week we're going to do two short ones for the off season and so let's move on to the, the last segment we have here which is a quiz it's it's a fan favorite it's the higher lower which is over higher, under is same over under same see that's it's not that though it's not exactly over under same oh let you off right off the bat here i don't have any sames okay well that's good to know 
This is yeah. also going to be extra entertaining if only people could be tuned in because I'm going to answer these questions while I'm wrangling a puppy in the background. So this is going to be great. I think the audience is saying you should let him do whatever he wants because he's the third co-host, not a puppy. Um, I cannot let the third co-host rip up his bed. So he's already oh. got two holes in the bottom. So we are not about to let the third co-host do whatever he wants. Ziggy, come on, man. What are you doing? My man All is right. not being chill right now, but we're... We are working on it. Look at this face. This is the face. Well, people can't see it, but Taylor, you could see. This is the face of a troublemaker, a cute, cute troublemaker. Oh, maybe put this as the video cut out. (laughs) Smile. Wait, Ziggy. Oh, there you are. All right, Ziggy, you can answer this too if you want. Okay. All right. You're tag teaming. Yes. Okay. So let's see here. What was this first question? Okay. Yeah, here it is. The last time the Sabres, not the last time, I shouldn't say, but one of the last times we really enjoyed Sabres hockey was in 2006. They made it all the way to June 1st, which is a rarity, before they lost in Game 7 of the Conference Finals. The highest grossing film in America that week was The Breakup. Wow. Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. What a duo. I remember that movie. Did that movie gross in its opening week more or less than $40 million? my god um less that's correct but just barely 39 million one hundred seventy two thousand seven hundred eighty five dollars a lot of money for that movie i can't oh yeah that's insane that's super insane people just couldn't give enough of the vaughn the vince vaughn now a team that we just talked about that i think should be an interesting team this postseason colorado yeah so how many teams have a longer streak of not making it to the conference finals over under two and a half? How, wait, say that again. How many teams have a longer streak than Colorado of not making the conference finals over under two and a half teams? Um, a longer streak than Colorado of not making the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go over under it's only two teams that have a longer streak. It's Columbus. Who's never made it. And Florida is 1996. Oh, wow. Every other team has made it since Colorado has made it in 2002. That's pretty fascinating. Honestly. Yeah. There's a few that have made it since the lockout. Sorry. The wrangling is happening. Sharp knife puppy teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Minnesota, Calgary, Toronto, I believe all have uh, have not made it since the, the full season lockout. That could all change this year, though. Uh, and then here's another one. Another, this is all playoff related, I should say. I don't know if that was clear. But which is higher, Crosby and Malkin's point total from the 2009 playoffs when they won their first Stanley Cup or the highest scoring non-oiler of this regular season? Highest scoring non-oiler. Mm-hmm. That is correct. It was Brad Marchand, and he was just barely ahead of him. Ooh. Those guys combined for 67 points that postseason. All right. Uh, here's one. Nathan McKinnon is one of the hot, one of the leaders in playoffs points per game in NHL history. He's currently played exactly 41 games. 
So he's played exactly half a season of the playoffs. Okay. So what's higher, his half season point pace or Alex Ovechkin's point total in his legendary 07 08 MVP season? My God. Um, McKinnon. Yes. 114 points he's on pace for. He has 57 points in 41 playoff games. Ovechkin had 112 points that, that season. Wow. Next, which is higher, Rick Nash, his point total in his 89 career playoff games, or Wayne Gretzky's point total in the 1984-85 playoffs? Mm, Let's go Gretzky. That's correct. He had 47 points in 18 playoff games for the Oilers, or Rick Nash had 46 in his 89 career playoff games, which is – that's tough, Rick. Hate to see it. I mean – Obviously, it's a perennial playoff disappointment, but you would have thought more points than that. He had played a lot of playoff games with the Rangers. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he was really good in the regular season, too, like offensively, you know. Oh, yeah. Points. Would have been a thousand point guy if not for injuries. Mm -hmm. How about this? Which is higher, the total number of New York Rangers Stanley Cups in franchise history or Montreal Canadian Stanley Cups between 1956 and 1960? Montreal. That's correct. It's five to four. Wow. Montreal won five straight cups and New York has won four cups total. There we go. The past 81 years. All right. Now, since the 2005, 2006 lockout, which is higher, the total number of Boston Bruins playoff series wins or the total number of Chicago Blackhawk playoff series wins from what year since the lockout, um, Boston Bruin playoff series or Chicago. I'm going to go with Chicago. It's Chicago, but just barely, 16 to 15. Wow, very close. Chicago's made the conference finals at least five times, and they have not won a playoff series in any other year. So that's three cup wins, two conference finals losses, no other playoff series wins. That is insane. I guess I'm not counting last year's play-in, but whatever, they would have had it anyway, 17-15. All right. I think I need to, like, wrangle in Ziggy while we do these quizzes more often because I'm just rolling through these. Yeah, you already guaranteed you're going to get a passing grade. Love that. Good. Now get it. Now let's let's get yourself a Catholic school passing grade. So you, you were a Catholic school guy for 13 years, I believe. At, at, yeah, that's true. At one point in my life. So who has more playoff wins? I guess which is higher? Who's whose playoff win total is higher? Ed Belfour or Chris Osgood? Why? Why is what's the Catholic related? Oh, for the uh, getting the score right. Okay uh playoff win total is higher yes is that team record or games played what is that like if osgood was like a backup i'm saying oh oh no no no! you have to you have to play to win you have to start um jesus um osgood or belfour i'm gonna go osgood it's actually belfour 88 to 74 that's pretty 88 to seven. oh wow yeah, so if anyone was wondering what I meant with the Catholic school thing, Brendan currently has six right, which means he's guaranteed a six out of 10, which is a 60, which is passing. But in a lot of Catholic schools, 70 is passing. So Brendan, That's will need to- Wait, is that really a thing that 60 is passing? Wow, look at this guy. <laughs> Mister, wow. I went to private school my whole life. I did not for college, for what it's worth. You technically, <laughs> sir. I did. I did go to private school for college. See- I don't know. I never had to hang out around the 60 and 70 line, actually. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't know these things. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, so there's a, uh, a franchise with a lot of history out there. They're not in the playoffs this year. It's the, the Dallas Stars franchise. They used to be the Minnesota North Stars. They did. Which, and they've now been the Stars longer than they were the North Stars. Wow. But which iteration of the franchise appeared in the conference finals, which used to, which have been called a lot of things over the years, semifinals, either way, the final four. Which ones appeared in the final four more? Dallas. It's incorrect. Jeez. Shockingly, shockingly, it's the North Stars. I couldn't believe it. The North Stars went to two cups when they weren't even good. We've talked about the one before is the worst cup team ever. They went to an early 80s cup. But they they one of the main things is uh, they were one of the first – they were one of the original expansion teams. So they were, in, I think, the NHL quote-unquote semifinals twice early against those Blues teams that were quote-unquote in the Stanley Cup but probably shouldn't have been because of the weird, dumb – way the NHL set up those divisions. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. And it's, 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 it's beyond bizarre, but I would assume it's Dallas because they were so good right away. They went to two cups. They were in another conference final and then 08 last year, the only other conference finals appearance. But anyway, last question, last chance oh. to, or else you're getting kicked out of St. Ambrose, buddy. Damn it. All right. 93. Great year. I was born. Other things happened. Pat LaFontaine broke the Sabres record for points and Jurassic Park was released. Now, which is higher, Pat LaFontaine's point total or Jurassic Park's gross in millions over the first, th- uh, yes, 20 days of being released? So we're talking like over 143 million over how long you say, like three weeks? Yep. Right, wasn't LaFontaine 143? Was he 143 or was he 120? Something in that. I'm gonna go Jurassic Park. Incorrect. LaFontaine was 148. Jurassic Park made 142 million on the first 20 days. Brandon, I'm sorry, but you have to go. You're kicked out of St. Ambrose. It's my own fault. I gave myself a pat on the back and then I just completely crumbled down the stretch. Yep. Well, looks like you're, going, you're going to South Buffalo Charter with me, pal. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. I'm ready to go. Anyway, everyone go watch Jurassic Park. That's my recommendation. It kicks ass. Cool. Like that. The best That'll Spielberg be movie. Too. The best uh summer blockbuster ever yeah and those are those are unassailable and if you try to sell them i swear to god well who's your random sabers player i'll go first mine's mike greer wow i guess mine's Derek roy then love that for us there we go by the way before we go should we people don't know this so i think we should make this connection Derek roy is actually the nephew of logan roy of succession (laughs) he's cousins with roman and a lot of the time when he got in trouble in buffalo is because he was hanging out with Roman Roy. This makes yeah. a lot of sense now. A lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, and Kendall, frankly. And of course. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's it. That's all I got. And that's all you got too, it seems like. It is. It is. All right, everybody. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. Make sure you're checking out both of those platforms on their respective streaming platforms and their websites. Also, this episode is presented by Buff- or by DraftKings. Excuse me. Make sure you're using our promo code THPN at sign out. We will talk to you all on Monday. This has been Straight Up Sabres.